I would like to st thank the Ericsons for that music and song, Maya for your children's story, and for all the participants up here on the platform make our worship experience to God even better. I'm here to say happy Sabbath, church family. More and more, family is becoming to be more important. And we have many kinds of families, don't we? But we need to thank God when our families can be together. There is power, there is strength when we are united as a family. You know, I believe that no two nations besides Israel of old and the United States have been used by God to accomplish a great goal of being an example to the world around them because God wanted to bless the world around them. He didn't want them just to stand apart, just to be different. God called Israel of all, and God is calling America today to stand for him, to be an example to the world around us so that they could see if they were willing that God could and would bless them the same way if they would make him their God and they become his people. So this morning, before I pray, I want us to I want to take you on a journey back to Israel so we can look at their example. I want us to take a look at America's history. But I want us to see it through the lenses, the way God intended for it to be. Too often it's so easy to see God's plans through human beings with all their faultiness, but this is not what we're here for today. We want to see it as God intended. And the hope is that we will once again want to be his people and he our God. So let's pray. Our most loving and gracious Father, we come before you only because of your goodness and your mercy towards us. We are thankful. Forgive us when we have been ungrateful. And Lord, open our eyes and our ears. Let us hear from you this day your intentions, your purpose. And may we leave here more determined, O oh Lord, follow you all the way. Touch my lips now, O oh Lord. May we hear from you. May my words be your words. And may we receive the blessings you have in store for us. I'll tell you, I have 75 slides. And I see what time it is. But most of the slides are scripture. Because I knew we'd be going through a lot of scriptures, I just wanted you to be able to follow faster. So if you want to, you can write down the scriptures and look these up later. It'll be to your advantage to do that. But if not, well, you can just watch the screen. and 
We're just listening to God this morning talk to us. Moses, as he was leaving, about to go up to Mount Horeb and die, and Joshua was about to take over and lead the children into the promised land, Moses stands up to give them one last address. And this is the address that he had for the children of Israel, which I feel is very fitting for us also. Now, O Israel, listen to the statutes and the judgments which I teach you to observe, that you may live and go in and possess the land which the Lord your God of your fathers is giving you. Surely I have taught you statutes and judgments just as the Lord my God commanded me, that you should act according to them in the land which you go to possess. Therefore, be careful to observe them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the peoples who will hear all these statutes and say, surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. Why were they supposed to observe these? It was supposed to be what? Their wisdom and understanding in the sight of the nations around them who were going to hear, who were going to see how Israel was going to practice what their God has given them. And they would say, surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. For what great nation is there that has God so near to it? Stop for a moment. Did you hear what Moses just said? If the children of Israel were to follow his statutes and judgments, the nations around them would realize they have a God that is near to them. Do you realize that most religions believe that they are serving an absentee God? He has put things in motion, and now he's somewhere off, and they have to appease him. They have to beg him day after day, night after night, to get anything from him. This is not the God of Israel. This was not supposed to be the God of the United States of America. People were supposed to realize that their God, was especially near to them. He bends low to hear their prayers, and he answers their prayers. As a Christian nation, we were able to come boldly before the throne of our God. We could lay our petitions at his feet. This was unique, and it is still unique in today's world. Most people do not serve a God like And what great nation is there that has such statutes and righteous judgments as are in all this law which I set before you this day? The nations, Israel and the United States, were supposed to be such an example that without saying much, if they just lived as God wanted them to live, the nations around would see them for the light God wanted them to be. Only take heed to yourself. In other words, only be careful and diligently keep yourself, lest you what? Lest you forget the things your eyes have 
seen unless they depart from your heart all the days of your life and teach them to who? Your children and your grandchildren. Two things God is laying out here. Keep the statutes, the judgments, the commandments of the Lord your God because you know, you have seen how he has worked in your life. When was the last time you looked at your wall of remembrance? Can you see how God has led you? Better yet, can you see the times when God was carrying you? We cannot forget how our God has led us. Because if we do, we will not teach these things to our children and to our grandchildren. Take heed to yourselves, lest you forget the covenant of the Lord your God, which he made with you. And make for yourselves a carved image in the form of anything which the Lord your God has forbidden you. Be careful to not take your eyes off your God. Because wherever you're looking, that's where you will walk. That's where you will follow. If you're not looking at God, who are you following? Now this is the commandment. And these are the statutes and judgment which the Lord your God has commanded to teach you, that you may observe them in the land which you are crossing over to possess, that you may fear the Lord your God, to keep all his statutes and his commandments which I command you, you and your son and your grandson, all the days of your life, and that your days may be prolonged. This sound repetitive? Remember, remember, only do this. Our days will be prolonged in this land that God has given us only as we seek to follow the Lord and keep his commandments, his statutes, his judgments. Our days will not be prolonged because of medicine. It won't be prolonged because we have all this great technology. We haven't even existed yet as 300 years as a nation. There are many nations that have existed longer than we are. And yet we seem to be heading down a pathway similar to most of them. God is saying it's because you're forgetting my commandments, and you're not teaching them to your children and your children's children. This is what's shortening our days upon this. Therefore, hear, O Israel, and be careful to observe it, that it may be well with you, and that you may multiply greatly as the Lord God of your fathers has promised you, land flowing with milk and honey. Of all the nations upon the earth right now, there is no other nation that flows with milk and honey like the United States of America. God has truly blessed us. And the purpose for this blessing is so that if we followed his commandments, his statutes, and his judgment, the other nations would say, we want the God that they are serving. It was supposed to be a, a witness the world. We are supposed to love the Lord our God with all our hearts and with all our souls and with all our strengths. 
And we were supposed to teach them diligently to our children. We were supposed to talk of them when we sit in our houses, when we walk by the way, when we lie down, and when we rise up. Are you catching the central theme of what Moses was saying to the children of Israel? God has delivered you out of the hands of your enemies. He has set you up in this land flowing with milk and honey. And if you want to keep it, if you want to hold on to it, God is asking you to please keep his commandments, his statutes, his judgments, and never forget to teach them to your children and your children's children. I know it sounds like I'm just pounding this away, but there's a reason for this. We're going to see shortly we have not been doing this. So what is it that happens when we don't do this? Turn with me again back to our scripture reading. Why am I dwelling on this so much? Verse 41. Yes, again and again they tempted God. In other words, they refused to follow his commandments, his statutes, and his judgment. And what was the result of them not obeying God? What does verse 41 say? You guys with me? And limited. What did they do? They limited the Holy One of Israel. When we as a people refuse to follow our God for whatever reason, the Bible says we are limiting what he can do for us. Imagine the greatest God in the universe, the one, the maker of heaven and earth, and he is close to us. He has drawn near to us. He's the only one that says, let them make me a sanctuary that I might dwell with them. This same God who wants to give us heaven and earth, he has shown us that he, is not, he will not withhold anything good from us. And yet, because of our actions, we are limiting this God. Why would we do that as a nation? Why would we not encourage our children to honor such a God? There are things we do, I can't explain it, but all I know is that we're doing these things, and God is calling us to return to him. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. God's words were meant to govern our actions, that's our hands, as well as our decision-making, that frontlet between our eyes. God was supposed to be in everything we do as a nation. And he said, beware, lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. I fear we are forgetting our history. I fear we are forgetting how God has led us in the past. And as Moses said to the children of Israel of all I'm saying to us today, beware, let us not forget how God has led us. You shall not go after other gods, the gods of the people who are around you. 
Do not desire to walk in the path of the other nations around you. Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness these 40 years. He did it to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep his commandments. I believe our God is testing us here in America right now to see what is in our hearts. I believe he's sending things our way to see if we will hold on to him or if we will be like the other nations and quickly do things after our own. When you have eaten and are satisfied, what does it say to do? Praise the Lord your God for the good land he has given you. Most of America's problems would disappear overnight. if We as a nation would learn to praise the Lord for what he has done. Too often we come, Lord, give me this, give me that, and there's nothing wrong with requesting But it seems like sometimes if we don't get what we're asking for immediately, we forget that he has done other great things for us, how he has led us. He has brought us to such a place, how he has established us. When families forget to be grateful to God, they will cease following. Beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments, his judgments, and his statutes, which I command you today. How does Moses define forgetting God? By not keeping his commandments, his statutes, and his judgments. Yes, God is on our lips often, but Jesus also said, in vain do they worship me. It's not because his name is on our lips, meaning that we know him, or that we are following him. We often forget our God while calling out his name because we are forgetting to keep his commandments, his judgments, his statutes. Lest when you have eaten and are full and have built beautiful houses and dwell in them, and when your herd and your flocks multiply, and your silver and your gold are multiplied, and all that you have is multiplied, when your heart is lifted up and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage, then you will say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand has gained me. We will become like Nebuchadnezzar. Is this not the great America that we have built? Because of our military might, our technological advances, and because of the ingenuity of our people. I have heard presidents say this. We have built this place. We have made it the way it is. And God says, no, it is I who have blessed. Somehow we're forgetting that, forgetting God. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant which he swore to your fathers as it is this day. Why is God blessing us? So he can establish his covenant. 
so that we could be the example to the rest of the world what it looks like to follow the God of heaven and earth. God wants to put his law in our hearts. He wants everybody to be blessed, and he wanted to use us to bless the world. Then it shall be, if by any means forget the Lord your God and follow other gods and serve them and worship them, I testify against you this day that you shall surely perish. These words are as solemn back then as it is today. If we insist on forgetting our God, if we insist on following after other ways that God has not given us, we will perish. So America is at a crossroads. Citizens of this great nation must decide if the God of the Hebrews, if the God of Israel is the same God of this nation. Is he still the same God yesterday, today, and forever? Has he changed? Because if he hasn't changed, then if we follow the course that we're on, we will get the same thing the children of Israel Do you believe the United States was designed by God to be a light? Do you believe this nation is a city that was set on a hill? Are you sure? Because if you believe this, God has some instructions for you. Now these things became our example. In other words, how Israel lived their lives in the past is now our example to the intent that we should not lust after evil things as they lusted. In other words, God doesn't want us to follow the same path that they had followed. He wants a different outcome for us than happened with Israel. If we remember Israel of old, when God sent his son, they rejected his son. The day is coming again when God is going to send forth his son. We do not want to be in a position of rejecting. We do not want to be amongst those who are running to the rocks and to the hills, crying out, fall on us, hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb. We do not want to be in that position. So God says, I'm giving you examples of what not to do and the things that you should do so that you do not end up in the same place they ended up. So let's look at America's history. Founding fathers like Moses left the American people advice and instructions to meditate upon and that we're supposed to teach our children our children's children. It is impossible to rightly govern the world without God Notice he did not say we ought to rightly govern the world, right? 
It's what? It's impossible. It's impossible to be a righteous nation if we're pushing God and Bible out of our society. It is impossible for us to be the city on the hill that we're supposed to be if we are not governing with God and Bible. And I have to ask, are we becoming a society that's enjoying more the Bible? Are we enjoying the Word of God more? Have we been pushing Him out more? Most of what we see happening in our society today is the result of us systematically, over time, pushing God out of the public square. And our founding fathers knew that we could not be governed properly if we didn't keep God and Bible in there. No people can be, be bound to acknowledge and adore the invisible hand, another way of saying God, which conducts the affairs of men more than those of United States. No people should be more thankful for having God in their life than the United States of America. Every step by which they have advanced to the character of an independent nation seems to have been distinguished by some token of providential agency. Does it sound like our founding fathers were totally acknowledging who God was, or does it sound like they didn't care who he was? Why do our public officials have such a hard time acknowledging God today? We have to ask this question. My favorite quote in all of this. The Constitution of the United States was made only for a moral and religious people. It is wholly inadequate to the government of any other. This is so profound. Our way of life here in America will only exist if we remain a moral and religious people. If we push God away, we will push away the Constitution. We'll push away all the foundations for which we are built upon. It cannot be emphasized too strongly or too often that this great nation was founded not by religion, not just by any religion, or by all religions. No, but by Christians. Not on religions, but on the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is what this nation was founded upon. And too often we look at the faulty men who run this place and decide that, oh, we can do better. We cannot do better than what God has given us. And it's time we go back and acknowledge God for who he is. Take your eyes off human beings and put your eyes upon the Savior. It is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to obey his will, to be grateful for his benefits, and humbly to employ his protection and his favor. Where does our protection and favor come from? 
You sure it's not the CDC? Are you sure it's not science or some other area? Our protection comes from God and his favors. Therefore, if we put God back into the equation, we automatically get these things. God of heaven and earth has not changed. He is still the same God that he was yesterday. He will be this way forevermore. Two more. The civil rights of none shall be abridged on account of religious belief or worship. The civil rights of how many? Civil rights of how many? Can somebody tell me what's happening in California today? The civil rights of none shall be abridged on account of religious belief or worship, nor shall any national religion be established, nor shall the full and equal rights of conscience be in any manner or on any pretext, COVID or otherwise, on any pretext be infringed. What is happening in our society today? That we feel it's okay to tell people they cannot worship God according to the dictates of their own hearts. Any society that will give up a little liberty to gain a little security will deserve neither and will eventually lose how many? Both. As imperfect as the founding fathers were, I believe they were divinely inspired to give us the Constitution of the United States And it is we who have forgotten. It's we who are forgetting how God has led us in the past. It is we who are not teaching them diligently to our children. We're not talking about God the way we used to talk about God. We don't worship him the way, we don't live for him the way we used to. We're limiting Today, I want us to reconsider because we are at a tipping point. Do we go back to God or do we continue on a path that will forever change our relationship with God? Why am I hammering on this thing about our children? Children's children? You guys can see that. This was conducted in... 2014. Every seven years they do this survey. You see what the title says? In many ways, younger Americans are what? Less religious, less focused on God than the older Americans. How much they pray daily. In generations past, This is like my grandparents. Two-thirds, 67% of them 
got up every day and prayed to the Lord. Look where we are now with the younger generation. This is the millennials. That's my daughter. And by the way, there's Generation Z who is even after them, who are now able to vote this year. They were down to 39. It's less than one-third of the American people in this younger generation who get up and say, I need to acknowledge God for waking me up this morning and setting me on my way. We are changing, and it's reflecting in what we see around us today. Here's another one. Religion is very important in my day-to-day life. 67% used to say it was. Now we're less than 38%. Less prayer, less God in my day-to-day life. Are you seeing how the pattern is? So if we were teaching these things to our children and our children's children, should the numbers not at least be staying the same? We're at complete opposite ends now. We couldn't acknowledge anything about our nation without mentioning God, and now only one-third think God has anything. Less than a third, only a third think God has anything to do with what they do on a day-to-day basis. That's a change. Generation Z and millennials, as a result of less God in their lives, less prayer in their lives, what is it that they're seeing? By the way, this is a study from 2018. They see a bigger role for government in their lives. Their eyes are no longer fixed on God. And if your eyes are not fixed on God, it will be fixed someplace else. And they are following man instead of following God. 64 to 70% of the younger generation Say, if they have a problem, coronavirus example, they think it's the job of the government to fix the problem instead of God. You know what the problem with that is? We're told not to put our trust in princes, politicians, that is, or in a son of man, a president in whom there is what? There is no help in putting our trust in government. Our help cometh from the Lord, the one who made heaven and earth, the one who neither slumbers nor sleeps. That is where our help cometh from. And as Christians, we, start to be, we need to recognize that more. So because our eyes are less on God and more on man, America finds itself now, this year, having to choose between remaining a democratic republic or changing our style of government or with socialism. Too many people thinking this is okay. So once again, God reminds us. Now, all these things happened to them as examples, and they were written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the ages have come. 
Every problem that we have, there is an example in the Bible to tell us how we should act. God has not left us without example. So here's the example the children of Israel had. Here is the example we must study today, and we must decide whether or not we're going to follow God's advice or whether or not we're going to seek our own. Now it came to pass when Samuel was old that he made his sons judges over Israel. But his sons did not walk in his ways. They turned aside after dishonest gain, took bribes, and perverted justice that sound like today? Does this sound like our, our leaders of today? Israel thought that faulty men with character defects was a good enough reason for them to turn away from God, the way that God set them up, which was a theocracy, and go after other ways. Then all the elders of Israel gathered together and came to Samuel at Ramah and said to him, Look, you are old and your sons do not walk in your ways. Now make us a king to judge us like who? Like all the other nations. And yet God had told them he was raising them up to be the example for the other nations. Now we see Israel wanting to follow the other nations. And America is, is walking in the same footsteps. Are we going to get a different result if we walk in their footsteps? Our God does not show favoritism. I was to change it around. Today, there are many people who are saying, we don't like the leadership in the United States. Give us socialism so we can better handle the coronavirus. Give us socialism so that we can have our safety back. But the thing displeased Samuel when they said, give us a king to judge. need to underline this next part. What did Samuel do? When we find ourselves in difficult situations, when it seems like whether we go to the left or to the right, it doesn't seem to matter. It looks like there's problems everywhere. God says, pray. Instead of fighting and arguing with ourselves, with one another on Facebook and Twitter and all these other places. We need to learn. Our leaders need to learn to bend the knee and pray to the Lord. Stop putting our trust in man and start putting it back again. And the Lord said to Samuel, heed or listen to the voice of the people in all that they say to you. For they have not rejected you, Samuel, but they have what? If we think changing from a democratic republic to socialism is the answer, God has spoken to us 
plainly, we are rejecting him. We're not rejecting the person in the White House or anybody else in government. It's a rejection of God to turn from what he has set up in us. We need to remember that. If God does not build this nation, the people who build this nation will build it what? In vain. We're at a tipping point. We must decide whom we're going to serve. And if Israel is any example to us, we should stay where God has put us. Now therefore heed the voice. However, you shall solemnly forewarn them and show them the behavior of the king who will reign over them. God in his mercy has shown, has given us here in America to Dark reality. This is how I've set you up to be governed. This is what socialism is going to look like. So we have been living under socialism for the last six months. From the minute COVID-19 came here, God is showing us what socialism would look like. And we've been looking at the wrong things. We've been looking at how many people have been positive, how many people are dying, as if there's a type of government where people will no longer die. I'm not trying to minimize people dying, but you understand that we live in a sinful world. And the wages of sin is what? So if we think switching from one style of government to another is going to prevent death, we don't understand what causes death. So here it is. If we as a nation choose socialism, the God of this Christian nation will be deemed what? Did this happen? When all these governors put out their list of essential workers, was God anywhere in that picture? That was socialism, by the way, where one person uses executive orders and lords over everybody else. Just so you know. The economy of this country will be destroyed. The rights and freedom of its citizens will be taken away. If we choose socialism, this is where we are going. Prosperity of this nation will be no more. The government will no longer be by the people, for the people. It will become dictatorial. What's the common denominator in all of these things? Here. The people are willing to do away with all these things, all these blessings God has given them out of fear. Again, do not put your trust in princes or in a son of man in whom there is.
We must choose to remain a democratic republic as God has set it up, or we will try another form of government. And if we try another form of government, God says we are rejecting him. It doesn't matter what government we are under, we will have problems. The question is how do we want our problems to be fixed? And I'd rather all my problems be fixed with God than without God. Therefore, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, God says, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. Choose God. Teach your children to hold on to God and teach your grandchildren to hold on to God. Choose God. With him comes life. For you are a holy people to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for himself, a special treasure above all the peoples on the face of the earth. Yes, he has chosen this nation to be a light to the world. There is no other country that has this form of government, just like there was no other country in the time of Israel that had a theocracy. They chose kings. The nations around us are all choosing socialism. God is saying, no, I need you to be different. And the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You shall be above only and not be beneath. If you heed the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you today, careful. Historical question for you. When COVID-19 struck the world and finally landed on our shores, Did we lead the world or did we follow the world? That is the biggest verdict. We are willing to follow the world after all God has done for us. We are willing to listen to the gods of the other nations and to listen to our God. So what does God do when his people are at a crossroad? As gloomy as this seems, it doesn't have to be. Son of man, when a land sins against me by persistent unfaithfulness, when I stretch out my hand against it, I will cut off its supply of bread. In other words, I will send famine on it and cut off man and beast from it. He goes on, If I cause wild beasts to pass through the land, and they empty it and make it so desolate that no man may pass through because of the beast, or if I bring a sword, another word for war, on the land, and say, sword, go through the land, and I cut off man and beast from it, or if I send a pestilence, COVID-19, 
into the land and pour out my fury on it in blood and cut off from it man and beast. Even though Noah, Daniel, and Job were in it, as I live, saith the Lord, they would deliver neither son nor daughter. They would deliver only themselves by their righteousness. This verse needs a little unpacking. Noah, Daniel, and Job are remembered by God for a specific thing. These were men known for intercession. They interceded on behalf, Noah, of the world, Daniel on behalf of a nation, Job on behalf of a family. They got up early every morning and interceded on their behalf. We're told Daniel did this three times a day. We need to be interceding for our families, our nation, and for this world also. But he said, when I send these things, right? For thus saith the Lord, how much more it shall be when I send my four severe judgments on Jerusalem. Whose judgments are these? These are God's judgments. The sword, the famine, wild beasts, and pestilence. God sends these things. But we have to ask, why does he send these things? That I may seize the house of Israel. That I may seize the nation of the United States of America by their heart. Because they are all estranged from me. God is trying to get our attention. God is trying to get us to turn back to him. What should we do when we've turned away from God? Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts, and let him return to the Lord. And he, our God, will have compassion on us and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. We have not gone too far that we cannot return to God. He wants us to return to him. That's the purpose for sending these things. It's not to destroy us. It's to save us from ourselves. All the time. So, should evil come upon us, sword, or judgment, or pestilence, or famine, God wants his people to do what? Stand in this house. God wants his people to go to church when you're in trouble. Do not follow the government and stay away from church. This is craziness. We will stand in this house and before you, for your name is in this house, and cry to you in our distress. You have promised to hear and what? Deliver us. Because there is no protection. There is no favor in our politicians and in our institutions. Return to God. He will abundantly pardon. When I shut up heaven and there is no rain, famine, 
or command the locusts to devour the land, wild beasts, or send pestilence among my people. If my people who are called by my name, Christians, right? Remember that? That's what this nation was set up as, a Christian nation. So when my people have any of these things happening to them, and they call upon my name, and humble themselves, and pray, and seek my faith, and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, and will forgive their sins, and heal their land. God only sends these things to bring about our healing. Let us not in our arrogance think we we can do things better. We, as Christians, we are not to be in darkness so that this day should overtake you. As Christians, what is happening should not have been a surprise for us. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. It's time, in other words, for Christians to stand up, wake up. We were called for such a time as this. We were meant to be a light at such a time as this. Wake up. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. You remember where you heard these three words before? Now abides faith, hope. In other words, God is calling for his Christian people to stand up, show love to the world in a time when there is no love. The nation is at each other's throats. And God is wanting his people to stand up and be a light. Show them the way back off this cliff we're threatening to step off. I pray to God we don't step off this cliff. Thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor dismay because of this great multitude, because of this great virus or anything else that's coming down the pike. For the battle was never ours in the first place. It was our God's. And all he's wanting us to do is not limit what he can do for us. Let us not follow Israel and limit what God can do for us. That was their problem. They were limiting the hand of God. We don't have to follow that example. We can choose the right way. You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourself. Go about your life. Stand still and see the salvation who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. O United States, government of God. We need to learn to stand still. Do not fear or be dismayed. Throw fear out of the equation. God cannot 
The way we limit God is through fear. Perfect love. God cast out all fear. But if you have fear, then you have not been made perfect in God. You, we, in other words, we're limiting God. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord is with you. Pray he stays with us. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And as Paul would say, and if God is for us, who can be against?